and welcome everybody to another episode of the Death Thing Podcast with you, your hosts, Nicola and Sean. And in this episode, we're going to discuss about how to make it as a remote dev. So Sean, how do you make it as a remote developer? Actually, you know, before we go into this, so both of us have some experience in this by some in my case, it's three plus years of actual, real, full-time remote work. And on top of that, seven freelance. But, you know, please, people do not mistake freelance for remote because it's it's similar, but it's definitely not the same. Yeah, and I have about two years, about a year, a little more than a year each at two different jobs working full-time remote, uh, not only remote, but in another state and in one case, another time zone from my full-time employer. Yeah, well, if we're bragging, uh, not even a different state, but actually a different continent and different, different native language. Oh yeah. There's that. And a different time zone for like six hours. But you know, anyways, I found that that particular time zone is working unbelievably well for me. So, you know, there's that, but anyways, you know, how do you like, what would you say are some if I had, if, you know, if I have you, Hey, Sean, you know, please tell me three things that you think are important, you know, in order to quote unquote, make it as a remote developer, what would you say? Um, I, well, how would you define make it? Like I can tell you something that I think is positive and negative about the experience, but by make it, do you mean get hired? Do you mean not getting fired? Do you mean being perceived by your coworkers or management as valuable like that's a pretty broad question yes i agree that it's a broad question and what i mean by quote unquote make it is get hired stay for i don't know let's say let's put a number on it at least a year and basically become a valuable member of the team where people actually say wow this guy is really good you know and basically come to the point where you are thought of as I'm going to go on a limb and say, as if you're in the office, you know, quote unquote, as if you're in the office, meaning you are a part of the team. All right. Well, getting hired. I mean, if the company is open to remote, then you have a chance. And if they're not, you'd have a really hard sell unless you are so attractive to them that they hate to lose the opportunity to hire you. So they would hire you regardless. Um, I don't have any specific advice for getting them to hire you when they, they're not interested in having remote employees. Um, other than that, it's pretty much the same deal. When you are there, the biggest challenge, in my opinion, is that you are mostly forgotten. If you're at a company where there is a very small number of remote employees, then a lot of times you'll get left out just because they don't think about you. There will be a meeting or there'll be an announcement or even just some news that spreads person to person in the office and you're just not going to find out about it. And you don't know that a decision has been made or even just the social aspect. You don't have random chats with people at lunch or whatever. So you're going to get screwed there, which I think is the, the biggest negative of a remote employee I think most people who have never done it or never worked with remote people, especially business owners and managers, would think the biggest risk or the biggest problem 
is you hire someone to work from home and then they're not really working. You're not really getting productivity out of them as you would from someone in the office that you can keep an eye on. And I would say that is not true at all that if anything, the opposite might be true because in an office, there's so much noise and there's so many people and there's so many interruptions with people walking up to your desk and blah, 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 that even if the remote worker is a bit lazy and not that great with their time management, they're probably actually going to spend more hours a day working than an in-office employee. So I think the biggest problem is actually the downside for the employee, not for the employer, that they are they constantly feel disconnected from everyone else. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I agree. And well, actually, you know, so definitely one of the I'm going to call them tips, but it's actually common sense is so, okay, you know, somehow you made it through the interview process and you're hired. Well, the thing is, if you now think, oh, yes, I'm going to go outside. I'm just going to, you know, work as little as possible because, hey, nobody can see me, right? At that point, if you really came in to that, you know, remote work because of that, then just please stop, don't do it. You're going to get burned very quickly and very badly. So, you know, actually do the actual work. So, you know, close the tickets, uh, add ideas, research documents, share it with your uh, teammates and just basically, you know, be there. Uh, because here's the thing, you can be the best communicator, something that I'm going to get to now as a second tip. But if you don't actually close the tickets, which you were hired to do in the first place, well, then unfortunately, <laughs> you're just going to be a sweet talker and no work, right? Um, and yeah, like I would like to add that even though, you know, work-life balance gurus will diss me, but go the extra mile. Because here's the thing, when, as you said, when you're in the office, your boss can see you. Oh, yeah, you know, hey, there's Sean, you know, he came to work. As in remote employee, he does not know you're there, right? He may see your commits coming maybe once per day or something like that. So don't do that. Like learn the ropes. Meaning if, since I mentioned commits, commit during the day. Don't just commit, you know, at 5 p.m. office time. Because, I mean, come on, if you don't communicate during the day they'll be like aha uh -huh, probably this guy just you know offshored his you know remote work and now he's god knows where so yeah please do go an extra mile do you have any comments on that sean yeah you you've referenced commits many times and this isn't really a programmer specific situation so you could also augment that by saying you know, if you have Slack at work, be more active. If there are email lists, respond to them in a timely manner. Just kind of give the impression that you're present. And even little things like, oh, I'm going to go work in this coffee shop today. Um, of course, that's going to be the day when you end up on a conference call meeting and no one can hear you because of the background noise. It's like, you know, you could be in your office, you know, 99% of the time, but that 1% of the time when you have to like go pick up your kid or, you know, you're out in the middle of getting the mail. That's like when your boss will call you and want to, like, chat on a video chat. And you're, like, you know, in your shorts at the mailbox. It, it never fails, right? Yeah, true, true. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, Slack. Basically, depending on your 
communication tool, yes, use it, use it, use it. Meaning somebody posts something, plus one it, uh, add a gift to it, whatever. Just show the people that actually pay you money that you are there. Maybe you post something. I don't know. You just read a good blog post. Go share it with your team. Awesome conversations tend to rise up from, you know, someone just sharing some totally random post because, hey, you're developers. I mean, we're developers. You, I won't say should, but you will get excited about it and you will have a conversation and they'll be like, oh yeah, look, that good dude again posted something good. So, you know, he is here, you know, you really want to make an effort towards creating this sense of presence of you, quote unquote, in this actual office. See, I agree with all that, but it seems like something that the right kind of person would do, whether they were in the office or not. And I don't really think it's specific to remotes. It is a way of remaining visible, which I think is what we're both getting at. Just make it clear that you are in the office, so to speak, during the work hours that you're expected to be. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, another tip would be manage your time, which is so broad. It's unbelievable. So I'm just going to, and we actually talked about this in one podcast episode. So I'm just going to say here, try out Pomodoro technique. It's so simple. You can learn it under five minutes and it can help you immensely if you really give it a chance. So, you know, don't don't do this to yourself where you'll be like oh sure you know i'm just gonna now work actually and then you you know spend five hours staring at the thing and you usually realize hey if you just go away to take i don't know sip of water coffee whatever is your you know drink of choice come back and you'll be like whoa i figured this out right so take breaks, you know, and yeah, manage your time, which truly is a broad topic, but don't try to kill yourself, even coming from me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Look up three things. Look up the Pomodoro technique. You'll learn it in under a minute. It doesn't take five minutes. Look up Kanban and maybe look at something like Trello. And number three, look up yak shaving and understand what yak shaving is and avoid it. So three things, awesome. two of them good, one bad. I'm now totally because I don't know about that. Oh, you do. Um, yak shaving is when you decide that you're going to work on a project. So you open up your editor and you, you get a message saying you have an out-of-date plugin. So you go to install the out-of-date plugin, but then you have to update the version of your editor. And when you do that, you have you find out that you need to, you know, something else doesn't work. And so you're like, oh, I need to go find this config file and then you do a stack overflow search and then you find, you know, and next thing you know, you have done a lot of work. I mean, a lot of work all in the service of like some stupid detail, which actually isn't important to accomplishing what you're trying to accomplish. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It yeah. never happened to me. I'm lying. Yeah, uh, right. There's, there's a show called Malcolm in the middle and there's a great thing where the father, Hal, who is also Walt in breaking bad, he goes to, fix a light bulb so when he goes to go to the closet to get a light bulb he noticed that the shelf is broken so he goes to get a screwdriver and he when he pulls open the drawer the drawer is squeaky so when he goes to get the spray to spray the drawer he realizes the spray is empty so he decides to go to the store to buy more spray so he goes to start the car and the car won't start and he's underneath the car taking things apart fixing the car and his wife comes in and she goes 
aren't you going to change that light bulb? He goes, what does it look like I'm doing? Exactly. Yeah. I saw that one. It's good. Yeah. So that's yak shaving. Awesome. Awesome. Now I know the term. Uh, and actually, so yeah, here's, here's actually one more thing in regards to this, you know, uh, time management thing. It's learn about yourself in terms of when do you work the best? So is it morning? Is it afternoon? Is it night? You know, when, I don't know, your family's sleeping or whatever, just figure that out. Especially if you have this luxury of choosing the time where you're, when you're going to work. Of course, if that is an option, try to, you know, maybe work in your team's time zone, but sometimes that may not be uh, viable. However, try to find some overlap of some hours because otherwise it may be difficult to actually get stuff done by stuff. I mean, meetings done, right? Because sooner or later, you're going to have to do meetings. Well, I'm going to disagree with you on the first part of that about finding the best time for yourself to work. Okay. I'm going to paraphrase Stephen King when he says that he shows up in his chair at the same time every day that he works. And that way, when the muse comes, the muse knows where to find him. In other words, show up every day and make it your ritual and you will be able to work that time of day or under those conditions. If you wait around to be inspired or feel like you're going to be your most productive, then you're just going to be waiting around. Uh, I totally agree. I agree with Stephen King. He is unbelievably, uh, he's a uber prolific writer. However, uh, the part where that I was referring to, so you take some time to figure out, you know, you are your prolific best at, let's say, from 2 to 8 p.m., okay? Then it would be totally unwise to force yourself to work from 8 to, I don't know, 2 p.m., 4 p.m., God knows, whatever, right? If you already know, because you tested, blah, 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 whatever, that you actually work way better after in or in the midnight, I mean, in the midnight, <laughs> uh, in the afternoon. That's all I'm saying. But... Once you figure out, I totally, fully agree with Mr. Stephen King. Get there, clock in every day, same time, dress nice. Don't wear the freaking dress, I mean, sweatpants or whatever. Just don't, you know. Uh, (laughs) And sit down and work. Don't wait for this thing called inspiration. That's for amateurs, as as he put it. And, yeah, okay, since we're, you know... On this topic, then I would say, I mean, this is something that I always did by always. I mean, ever since probably high school and I didn't know it's an actual thing. Uh, it's called, it's called having a to-do list on an actual piece of paper. So what I would say, prepare the night before, meaning when you come to quote unquote work the next day, you won't be like, oh yeah, you know what? I probably didn't sleep as much as I needed. I don't feel too good. I don't this, I don't that. Let me just do something, you know, that's not so hard. No, just no. This next morning, you have your list prepared from the night before. You have it organized by, you know, the MIT, most important thing, and go work on that. When you finish that, of course, if you have the luxury of not jumping between tasks, but don't do that, that's scientifically proven to be bad, 
then just work on your most important thing, which when you will finish it, it will make you feel that for this day, you actually did something. Uh, an awesome guy called Brian Tracy calls this eat the frog, because if you eat the frog in the morning, most probably nothing worse will happen during the day. And of course, the frog is your project that you're just kind of, you know, putting aside, not... You know you have to do it, but you're just, you know, kind of doing every. What was the expression before, Sean? For that thing. For which? When you're installing all that stuff. Yak shaving. Yeah, that shaving. <laughs> uh, you know, you're doing, but you're actually not doing. So do the important tasks. In yeah, and we've talked about that before. Um, it's been referred to as the Ivy Lee method. Yes. And I couldn't think of the name, so I did a Google search for like six things day before. And uh, Nicola, I'll give you one guess as to whose website came up as the number one hit in my Google search results. His, uh, his initials are JC. <laughs> that is correct. Mr. James Clear. Yep. Who never, almost never fails to get a mention on our show. We should ping him to pay us. yeah and again you know why prepare well because dear people this is your career we're talking about and not just like some walk in the park so oh yeah i know i kind of like feel walking uh in the park today no anyways uh one more also important thing that i would say is set up a dedicated place to work meaning just don't work in your kitchen unless there's just you in the uh you know in your home if you have especially if you have kids and those of you who do you know you just you know the little one comes in and you you, of course you won't be an asshole and say you know i'm working get the you know f out you will of course greet them and everything but that will make you you know lose focus where you were so long story short invest whatever small amount of money you can to have a dedicated place for you to work in your home, of course, if you're at home. So even like, I'm going to make a joke and say, even if you go in your closet and that's your space where you work, excellent. Have your space, you know, quote unquote, home office. You will thank yourself. Okay. So here's a question for you then. One of my biggest issues Um, that I've had not only working from home, but also based on how close to work I am. Like for years, for a bunch of years, I had about a one hour drive each way to home and to work. And there was a very clear separation when I leave work and I do that hour drive home and sit in traffic. When I get home, I'm home. It's an entirely different world. But if I work right now, you know, a very short, like 10 minute drive from the office if I'm, my brain is just full of everything going on from the day and if it's a stressful day or if it's a very busy day where I'm just kind of frazzled, maybe not stressed out, but just I'm going, mine's going a million miles an hour. By the time I get home, it, nothing has changed. I, it's just a continuation of the day. And working at home is even worse because there's no physical separation. So I could be working all day and then not only does it not leave my brain, But at the end of the night, when my wife and son go to bed, I go back to my computer, which is the same place I've been working all day, and I end up just continuing working. And 
it's just because, you know, I'm accustomed to that's what I do there. I was working on a problem. It didn't get solved or I didn't finish this feature. And, you know, it's a loose end. It's going to bother me. I'm not going to be able to relax. I might as well just try to get this done. And as far as work-life balance and the ability to take a breath and step back and do something else so that your mind can clear and in the in your subconscious, try to figure it out. So next time you look at it with fresh eyes, you go, aha, you just don't get that very easily working from home, or at least I didn't. So what do you say? I say whenever somebody uh, figures out the solution for that, I'm going to pay <laughs> big damn bucks for it because yes, you know, I would say that this goes for uh, intellectual workers, especially because it's not, you know, okay, sure. Imagine this. Let me ask you this. So you were going away or home from your work in that hour drive. What were you thinking about? Huh? I usually had a podcast on. That's good. Because, and yes, thank God for audible books and podcasts <laughs> and whatnot. But I remember the time when this was not a thing. Uh, I would, of course, think about the work and how to actually solve it in, you know, in my head. A lot of times, believe it or not, I would like stare at the screen for four or five hours, whatever, and I would solve it in the car, come home, try it, boom, it worked. So yes, I totally agree. There's some kind of like, basically to step away from the problem that you're solving. But uh, do I have the solution? No, of course I don't. I'm, I'm definitely not one of those people that you should look uh, to uh, look at or look up to if you're searching for work-life balance. So I'm not giving any advices there. Uh, what I do is I go for a run or some kind of a physical exercise. But then again, guess what? Uh, <laughs> I think about it even there. There, You're not working out hard enough then if you can uh, keep it in your brain. Right. You know, one thing that might work, it's not practical for most people probably, is if you could rent a little office space or you have a little space in your home where you work but where you don't play. Like most people have a computer room or a computer desk in you know some corner of their house, even like a little basement room or something, but you only have one of those. If you had two, one where you had your personal computer and one where you had your work computer, and you stayed out of the work one when you were uh, off the clock, so to speak, that might do the trick as well. Sure, but let me ask you a question. When are we off the clock? <laughs> uh, well, on the one hand, never, but on the other hand, Whenever we want, we impose it upon ourselves. Like I've worked for small companies and startups where at a certain phase in the business, you are always pretty much on call, but you don't have to be a hundred percent of the time, but you put yourself in that mode to where you don't let yourself have downtime, even though nobody's expecting anything of you and no one is going to care that you took eight or 12 hours off to, you know, eat, sleep and take a shower True. Um, if, yeah, yeah, nobody except for you. And that's the exactly. kind of person that you are. And that's going to bother you to no extent because you know, you'll know. I mean, to the outside people, they will be like, holy shit, this dude is really working so unbelievably hard. He's going to burn himself off. And where on the other side, you're thinking, man, I'm not working hard enough, which I know it's a problem. This is probably the definition of uh, imposter syndrome, right? 
So, which we've discussed multiple times, yes. but it's still true. Yes. Yes. But anyways, you know, uh, when they come up with a solution, be it in the form of a pill or whatever, sign me up, <laughs> <laughs> sign me up. Don't and, do drugs, kids. Yeah. It's bad for you. Eminem. If you don't believe me, ask Eminem. We love Eminem, by the way. Uh, and actually, so you know what? This will bring, this brings me to probably, not probably, I would argue the most important thing of remote work. And it's called, bum, 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 drum rolls, communication. Meaning, you know, you can be the 10X or unicorn or whatever they're calling them these days. But if you don't communicate things with your product manager, your team, your uh, director or whoever is, you know, your superior to whom you are reporting to, dear developer, you will not do good. You will just not do good. Unfortunately, that's the name of the game. That's how this game is played. And to like summarize this in one sentence, there is no such thing as over communication in remote work. It's just is it? If you can write one more sentence to just even more clearly or from a different angle explain something in the ticket, in the PM message, uh, like the uh, direct message or DM message in whatever uh, you know tool you're using for communicating or in the email, just do it. You, I mean, you yourself will thank you. Why? Because you won't lose the job. But the second part is other people will be like, wow, this dude really knows how to communicate, you know? So that's honestly my very emotional <laughs> take on the topic of communication. If you are not that great of a communicator and you're actually in the office, people are just going to know that you're working because they're going to pass by your desk. You're going to ask them questions. It's, it's going to happen for you accidentally. If you're a great worker, better than average and remote, but you don't communicate, even if you're doing a better job than everyone in the office, no one's going to accidentally find out. You just kind of have to self-promote a little bit. Totally agree. Totally, fully, full-heartedly, wholeheartedly, whatever is the expression, I agree. And uh, yeah, so, you know, yes. <laughs> In terms of communication, we have this, you know, formal, informal kind of uh, part where, so we covered formal, you know, be do go extensive in you know your comments your explanations everything but here's the thing and we uh, touched touched on this a bit before informal part where you know there's some it's someone's birthday somebody posted some stupid message hey don't just not do anything go add your comment even if it's something stupid or you think you will uh it will kind of like people look at you uh, weird. No, they won't. They will at least see, you know, that you're paying attention to what's happening because maybe that's the culture of the company, right? And that's important. You want to be the part of that culture. So, you know, somebody posts something in, you know, whatever random uh, general channel of your, you know, Slack or whatever, go and at least plus one or put a emoji on it, whatever. But, you know, do it. Yeah, it definitely doesn't hurt. Exactly. And of course, you know, if you can, uh, try to meet with people in office from personal experience, that's the best time ever, you know, because you get to actually be in person and nothing, at least till this day, beats in person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was this one time where this weird guy who worked remotely for my company 
came into the office for a few days and sat at the desk next to me. And then we became best friends. So uh, we started a podcast. And uh, yeah, that just wouldn't have happened if um, remote workers didn't occasionally visit the office and sit never, next to other people. I wonder who that guy is. He never told me about this guy. Yeah, I don't want you to get jealous. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you see, uh, true life example. So, so yeah, a uh, few few more tips uh, in terms of so you know honestly I don't get that because I mean I don't get this feeling because I really go I would say over the bar in terms of being present. But here's the thing: sometimes, and this may hit you as a surprise, you may feel lonely at home, and then and it's a good thing if you notice it. What can you do? Well, you know I don't know. Go to co-working spaces. Although I would personally argue that that defeats the whole purpose of actually working remotely because I can't work in an open office environment. Sure, you can maybe rent an office in a co-working space, which is totally better. And like uh, all the data nowadays shows that open, like how do you call that? Open floor spaces, right? Mm, I won't say stupid, but I'm going to say probably not a good idea because... Counterproductive. Data. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, you can go to meetups exactly that exactly that's what i wanted to say uh one of the yeah. tips is hey go to meetups you'll meet new people and you'll probably learn something new so why not meetups are dangerous though yeah well here's the thing i love your answer you have a very good answer to that where your boss will be like hey he's going to all those meetups what if he leaves right no what i was gonna say was i worked remotely and i started going to meetups in this little office not too far from my house and they ended up hiring me <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay okay well you know sure <laughs> why not but then again didn't do but this. that wasn't because the had the job that i was at the time had the job that i was in been better the even like not even as good as the one i have now but better than it was because i there were some issues with that company then i wouldn't have been so easily stolen cool cool uh, but yeah then again as you know that that what's the quote the quote goes something along the lines you know hey but what if they leave and then what they we say invest in our yeah. employees and they leave yeah but and then it's like what what if yeah, we don't but, and they stay exactly yes uh okay so you know i really don't want to drag this episode too further but just like to add a bit more you know tips and stuff so that you know If you're really into this, guys, you can, you know, look it up. And what I would say, check out the tools that are out there. Because, for example, you can think that, and again, you can check out our episode where we talk about time management, where we talk about tools like Rescue Time, which they can come like a real hard slap on your face because you may think, oh, I'm not doing Facebook at all. And then this tool on, you know, weekly tells you yeah dude you spent six hours on facebook this week whoa really how come well it's the hard data you can't argue with data right so there are no like tools like that which you can install and just let it work and then give you reports so that you know where are you spending too much time or not and yeah as a kind of like <laughs> last note i would say sure of course And yeah, work-life gurus won't agree with me, but I'm going to say, work hard, go over the bar, 
if you're a remote worker and prove that you're worth it. However, uh, please don't try and kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. And if you figure out exactly where that line is, again, Nicola will pay large sums of money to you for that. Exactly. Because as I said, I'm by far the model to follow in terms of work-life balance. So I'm just going to not give tips to people on, you know, how do you get to the work-life balance? I do not know. Anyways. All right. Yeah. And this is all that we have for you guys. If you have any questions, suggestions, whatever, you know, ping us. Hope this was useful and talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the DevThink podcast. You can contact us at info at DevThink. That's D-E-V-T-H dot I-N-K. Now, go accomplish something. <laughs>